The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Echet Yebamot has been dedicated and sponsored by our dear friend, Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife, in honor of his uh, family and Hatzlacha, Varvacha, Bechol Maasiyadav, maybe Zocheh. To raise his children in the ways of the Torah, they should give him much nachat. He should have many more children with health and happiness. And he should have call him and his entire family. Amen. Daf Ayin Gimal. Today's Daf is being studied. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied. We begin today's daf on Ayin Bet Amud Bet, and we start with the words Ve'azdu le'ta'amai. It was three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven lines from the bottom of the last word on the line. We learned in the Gemara uh, above that there was a mahluk between Rabbi Yehuda and Hachamim regarding. Regarding if a lady is able to mekadesh the waters of Efrapara, which means according to Hachamim, they said what that a lady can mekadesh the waters. What does mekadesh the waters mean? Take the keli, put the maim haim in the keli, put the ashes in the keli, and mix it. So according to Tanakama, isha is keshera. However, according to the Biyuda, the Biyuda said that isha is not keshera. She cannot be involved in the mixing of the waters with the Ephod That's called, incidentally, the Kiddush Hamayim, the sanctification of the waters. So comes again, Baran says, what's this Mahlukat based on? They're following their reasoning. We have a bright called Kishirim Kaddish. Everybody is kasher in order to make this kiddush amayim. Chutz mecheresh shoteh vekatan. Rashi says, "Hakol kasherim, kol atehorim kasherim lekadesh mechatat." Anybody that's tahor, that is, is kasher to prepare the mechatat. Afilu isha, even a lady. Aval arel vetameh lo rabe. But some that's uncircumcised or some that's tameh is not included. Rabbi Yehuda Makshir Bekatan. Rabbi Yehuda is Makshir Bekatan. He allows a Katan. We'll have to see why. Uposel Biisha Ubandrogenos. He's posel a lady as well as an androgenos. So comes the Gemara and explains. My Tamad Rabbanam. What's the reason of the Rabbanam? Is why do they say? That a lady is permissible to mekadesh the waters of the para dikhtib. It says the pasuk velakehu latame meafar serefat hatat. Pasuk says that they will take for the tame person. They will take for him the afar, the ashes of the serefat para. And the end of the pasuk says venatan alav ma'im hayim el keli. They will place it in the Kelly with the waters. So the Gemara Zoresh. Hanach de pasle ba'asifa. Whoever is pasul in the actual gathering of the ashes, pisulin bekidush. It's going to be pisul in the adding the water and mixing it. That's a kidush. Hanach de kesherin ba'asifa. Whoever is kasher to collect the ashes, kesherin bekidush. Which means, Hakamim have a very simple rule. Asifat Efer and Kiddusha Efer work together. Whoever's kashir in the Asifa is going to be kashir in the Kiddush. Now, who's kashir in the Asifa? Well, the Pasuk says, Ve'asaf Ishtahor. Et Efer Aparat. So it says, Ishtahor. So the Gebaraz Doresh, like this. I in Gebaraz Yoma. Ish Velo Katan. But it's not Doresh Ish Velo Isha. So therefore, really, the only one that's excluded from the asifa, from the collecting it, is who? A minor. So therefore, just like a minor is pasul by the asifa, a minor would be pasul by the kiddush. However, since an isha is keshera by the asifa, because she wasn't excluded, so be keshera also by the Kiddush of the mind with the effort. So therefore, that's a shitab hakamim. So if you want to, again, how, why did hakamim say a lady's mutar? Because they say, whoever's mutar by asifa is mutar by kiddush. Whoever's pasul over there is pasul over there. So come look at Rashi. Rashi says, Velakehu latameh batar asifat efra, after you gather the ashes, ketiv, hak avodat de kiddush. The en avodam of sikhmentayim. Correct. Which means after the uh, asifa, 
collecting the ashes. The next move is taking them, putting them in the keli, and adding the water. That is called kiddush. Hanak the pesulim ba'asifa pesulim the kiddush. Ve'hatam in masechet yomam darshinan ve'asaf ish tahor ve'lo katan tahor. It's coming to exclude a katan, le'akshir et ha'isha. But it's coming to include the isha that she is keshera. So therefore, since isha is keshera by the asifa, she is keshera as well by the kiddush. Comes again when I continue with the biyuda. Amar decha. The biyuda comes along and says, Imken, if you're telling me that there's indeed a connection between the people of the asifa and the people of the kiddush, ne'makra velakah. The pasuk should have kept it in singular tense, just like it says the asaf ishtahor. That's a singular tense. So when it talked about the kiddush, it should have said velakah, and therefore I would say that it's the same people. However, my velakehu, the fact that it uses a plural tense, it's coming to say that there's really no connection between the asifa people and the kiddush people. And he says like this: hatam. Even those people that are pasul over there by the asifa, kishirim haka, are going to be kashir over, which means, according to the Biuda, a katan would be permissible to make the kiddush. Because even though he's pursued by the Asifa, because katan, but there's no connection between the Asifa and the Kiddush, because it doesn't use the same terminology, meaning it uses a singular term by the Asifa and a plural term by the Kiddush. It says by Asifa, by the Kiddush. So therefore, say Katan is really Kasher. Oh. So if that's the case, a lady also, because a lady is kishira by the asifa, so certainly she'll be kishira by the kiddush. She's a fakatan that's pasul by asifa, is kishir by the kiddush, so certainly those are kishirin by the asifa, are going to be kishir by the kiddush. So therefore the Gemara is asking, according to the Yehuda, so it goes, venatan velo venatena. If you look at the other pasuk, it says, venatan alav ma'im ha'im elkeli. Venatan. Also, Kabbalah Zoresh, Venatan, Velo, Venatena. So you see that letter is female, right? And feminine. So if you see what? It's not, it's coming to exclude a lady. Comes to Tosafot and asks the question of me. He says, What are you talking about? The whole Torah talks about a masculine. So it's Venatan, or Velakah. It's always in a masculine. So he says, That's not the Dirashah. The Dirashah is the word itself is extra. It didn't have to say uh, the word Venatan at all. It just could have said, Alav ilmaim ilkeli. It didn't have to say Venatan. It's obvious. So therefore, the fact that it has the word Venatan at all must be it's for a Dirashah to teach us what? It's not that the fact that it's a masculine in this masculine, don't do that masculine. Uh-huh. And the is it's an extra word. An extra word, you're ready to be done. So they have a mahlok and tremendous mahlok to be done. Hakamim, the Gabedi Isha, if she's able to involve herself in the mixing of the waters with the effort of Parag. Chitat Hakamim, Mutar, and Chitat Nabiuda, she's Pesula. Comes again, Moran says. Verabanan, oh, contra rabbis, e kitiv velakah venatan, which is a contra rabbis, they do make a connection between the asifa and the kiddush. So therefore, according to them, it should have been all singular. Because if you're making a connection between them, that was the Buddha's contention. His contention was what? So what do you mean? If it's comparing, so why does it say by 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 asaf ishtar singular vilakihu by the kiddush? Oh, so rabbis, you do make the connection between them. So why does it say? Then why doesn't it say vilakah vilatan in singular tense? Havamina shakil had v'yahiv had, which means I would have thought that for this to work, you need two separate people, I would say. I would say that you need one guy to take the ashes and put it in the keli, and you need another guy to take the water. Because two singular words, says velakah venatan, I might think you need two separate people. So therefore, ketiv rahmana velakehu. So the Torah comes and says velakehu, to teach me what? That even if uh, two people, which I would have thought, according to Rashi, says really, I would have thought that maybe only one is kashir. Meaning if one guy, only one person can take the, uh, the ashes, and one guy can take the uh, water. But you can't do it more than one person. That's what says velakehu, that even if it's a joint effort. If let's say two people do it, it's okay. I might think that it has to be done by two people. Two people have to take the edge, two people have to put it in. 
ואפילו שקלט רבי יעיף חד. So it says, ולקחו ונתת to teach me, no matter what, what, what happens. If two people take the ashes and one guy puts it in, or one guy takes the ashes and two guys put it in, if one and one do it, two and two do it, so all scenarios are covered by the pasuk saying, ולקחו ונתת. So that is the shita of the hakamim. Comes again and continues, new point. So it says, the person that is tahor, he will sprinkle the efer para on the tameh. So the Gebrah Zdoresh, tahor, tahor, michlal shehu tameh, must be that he is tameh in a certain sense. Why? Look at Rashi. Hatahor, shetihalti lecha kan. When the Pasuk says the Tahor guy sprinkles, it's not talking about a regular Tahor guy. It's a Tahor guy that's Tahor in this case. But must be his Tameh in a different case. Kegon Tevul Yom. Truma. Oh. But Tevul Yom, he is Tameh for Truma. What does Tevul Yom mean? I said he became Tameh. So he goes to the during the day. He has to wait until nightfall in order to eat Truma. As long as he's a Tavul Yom during the day, he's not allowed to eat Turumah. So he's Tahor, but he's not Tahor for Turumah. So this guy, who's Tahor, partially Tahor, meaning he's not Tahor for Turumah, he will be Tahor to sprinkle the uh, the 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 para. A Tavul Yom will be Kashit to sprinkle the Efra para. Now as she says, the Isal Katadach Tahor Mamash, Maybe it's talking about a regular guy who's Tahor 100%. Who told you it's talking about a Tevul Yom? Maybe it's a Tahor 100%. Maybe it's a Tahor 100%. The Torah doesn't have to say anything. The Ana Yadana, the Tameh Asud Bepara. I know already a Tameh cannot sprinkle the, the, the Para. They are Hatat Karya Rahmana. The Torah calls it Hatat. Hatat means a purification, a cleanliness. Ela Mai Tahor, Tahor Koldehu. When the Torah says tahor by the sprinkling, it means somebody that has even a little tahara. Vashkehan tevul yom, the mikli tahor. And a tevul yom is called tahor. How do we know dikhtiv, verahatz bamayin, vetahir? Once already the tevul yom goes to mikveh during the day, he's considered already partially tahor. So then we have a tremendous hadush. We're learning that a tevul yom is able to sprinkle the, uh, the tameh, and that is mutar minat Torah. Again, veizat taor So the point is, the word taor is extra in totality. So it must be the word taor is coming to tell me if he has any tahara in him, even a little tahara. Who's a little tahara? Tivul yom. So it says mechlat shu tamei limed at tivul yom shekasher bepara. Comes again when I continues. Baumine merav sheshat. I had a question. They asked of Sheshat Arel, Mao be Maser. Okay, now we have a new question. Arel, something that's uncircumcised, is he allowed to eat Maser Shini? Okay, so that's, what's, what's the question based on? Maser Shini is one of the Maserot that every Jew has to bring during the first, second, fourth, fiftieth of the Shemitah cycle. It's 10% of his produce. He has to take it up to Rushalayim and eat it. It does have a certain amount of Kiddushat to it. So the question is, can Arel eat Maser Shini? So what's the question? Well, well, we know, we learn Pesach from Maaser. What's Onen? Onen is somebody that passed away, a relative, and they didn't bury him yet. So as long as they didn't bury him yet, the family relative has a status called Onen. So we have a special law by Maaser Shini. By Maaser Shini, it says clearly, it's Asur to eat Maaser Shini in the state of Aninut. Like the Torah says, Lo Achalti... Be'oni. I did not eat it Be'oni when, I was, when, when he was onin. And they give us Doresh That just like in Ma'asir Sheni Aninut is Asur So they learned that so too by Qurban Pesach To eat the Qurban Pesach by Aninut is also Asur So we learn Ma'asir to Qurban Pesach So I would say just like you learn You compare Ma'asir And you bring it to Pesach Maybe go the other way Yalif namim Ma'asir mi Pesach Le'inyan Arlut I'll go the other way. And I'll learn Ma'asir from Pesach. And say, just like Pesach, Arel is Asur, right? It's called Arelu Yuchalbo. So I'll say Ma'asir Shini also, Arelu is Asur. Which is once already I have a connection between the two Parashiyot, so I learn it both ways. Which is just like I'm going to learn that Aninut is Asur by Pesach. From learning it from Maaser, so I'll say that Arelut is Asur by Maaser, just like it is Asur by Pesach. 
Or Dilma, or maybe I'll tell you no. Hamur Mikal Yalif. Which is, I could learn the Hamur, the most stringent law, which is Qurban Pesach, I could learn it from the Kal, from Ma'asir. However, Kal me Hamur lo Yalif. I'm not going to learn the Kal, which is Ma'asir, from the Hamur, from the, uh, from the strict, which is, you could always add stuff, more Humrot, to the item that is stringent. Which is Pesach. So you want to say that Anirut is Asur by Pesach? No problem. But we're not going to learn, maybe, uh, to add things to Ma'asir from the Hamur. Because Ma'asir is Kal. So that, that's really the question. Do you learn it or don't you learn it? Now, the uh, Tosafot over here just explains this a little uh, more clear. Look at the second Tosafot on the Daf. Kal Mehamur do Yeluvim Tomar Mami Ba'ilib. Shita Dehechi Nilif Kal Mehamur. Tosafot, what's the question? There's no way you can learn the Kal from the Hamur. Why would I think you could learn Ma'asir from uh, Pesach? Ma'asir is lenient. Pesach is more Hamur. Just because Arnut is Asur by Pesach, why should it be Asur by uh, Ma'asir? So the Vyesh Tomar, the Mesav Kilehu, had the Alif Pesach me Ma'asir, Ibe Gezera Shabbat de Mimenu Yalif, Yalfina Nami Ma'asir me Pesach, Afalgav Davi Kal me Hamur, Obe Kal Vahomir Yalif, Velob Gezera Shabbat. Which means the Gebra Sefeng is like this. If you're learning from Gezira Shabbat, because it says the word Mimenu by Pesach, and it says the word Mimenu by Maaser. If you're learning with Gezira Shabbat, I don't care, Kal, Hamur, Parman, there's linkage words connecting both parashiyot, so you can go both ways. The Gebra Sefeng is, is the connection from Gezira Shabbat, then I don't care about Kal and Hamur. Or is the Limut from Kal Vahomer. If you say it's from Kal Vahomer, so then already, I'm only going to tell you one way. I'll say if Maaser is a Surba Aninut, so Kot but you can't go the other way. You can't say if Pesach is Asur Be'alut, that Kavahomer Ma'asir is. So that's the Gebra Safek. What's the Limur here? We learn using a Gezera Shavah or using a Kavahomer. In any event, so the Gebra is going to prove it from the Mishnah. Amar Lehu. So he said, Tanituha. It's actually a Beferush Mishnah. What does it say in the Mishnah? Teruma Ve'abikurim. We are now comparing in this Mishnah stringencies that Tiruma and Bikurim have over Ma'asir Shini. Again, Tiruma is the entitlement that the Kohen gets. That's a uh, small percentage, let's say 2% of the uh, produce that you have to give to the Kohen. That's Kodesh. Bikurim, of course, are the first fruits that also the farmer has to bring to Yerushalayim and give it to the Kohanim. That also has a deen of Kodesh. So we're saying Tiruma and Bikurim have stringencies about themselves above the stringencies of Ma'asir Shini. And now list them. What are they? Number one, Hayavim Alehem Mitah. Which means, if a Tameh person eats Teruma or Bikurim, he's Hayab Mitah Bide Shamaim. Kedikhtiv, she says, Umetu Bo Kiyehaleluhu. If a person eats it, when he's Tameh, he, he profanes it, and therefore, Hazrat is Hayab Mitah Bide Shamaim. Now, we're going to learn later on that Bikurim is compared to Teruma. Because in the, the, the way the Torah refers to Bikurim is Utrumat Yadecha. That's referring to Bikurim. So you see from the Torah calls Bikurim Tirumat Yadecha. So it's the same law as Bikurim. That if the Kohen, let's say, eats Bikurim when he's Tameh, also is Hayab Mitah Bideshamayim. What's the next stringency it has? Bechomish. That's referring to, let's say, a non-Kohen that eats Tirumah or um, Bikurim, let's say, Bishogeg. So therefore he has to pay... Uh, a fifth uh, penalty. Not only has to pay the kid in, he has to pay the uh, the principal, but he has to pay a, a fifth penalty. Now, by Maasishi, that's not so. By Maasishi, there is the law of a fifth, but not in the law of eating it. The law is if one wants to redeem Maasir Shini, he has to add a fifth to the redemption. We're not talking about the survey of redemption. We're talking about if a person who's a non-Kohen eats Terumau Bikurim Bishogeg, he has to pay back an additional fifth. What's the next stringency? Vasura lezarim. Okay, that's clear. It's forbidden for strangers, which means non kohanim cannot eat this teruma uh, and bikurim. Mashe'en ken ma'asirshini. Strangers are able to eat it. So Tosfot has a question of it. Tosfot says, "Well, isn't that included when you just told me the fifth? If you're telling me a fifth, that means what?" That, that if a stranger eats Bikurim, Tirumah has to eat a fifth, that means why? He says, so to eat it. So why did you have to add to the list Zarim? Look at those four. Vim Tomar, Kevan de Tana de Hayavim Homesh, Amai, it's the Rikhtu Limitni Vasura Zarim. 
So it's, it's implicit. Once you tell me that he has to eat a fifth, means he's not allowed to eat it. If he does, he has to pay a fifth. So therefore, we know it's a surah lezarim. So the Tosafot comes along. At the end, he says, "Betirets baruch erech ta'an de'asul lezarim istarik lachasi shiur." Uh, which means there's a certain law that says how much does the zaraf eat to be hayav. So let's say according to the Torah is a certain shul, let's say kizayit. But we have a law that says hatsi shi'ur is also asur. Even less than the shi'ur that's prescribed by the Torah is also forbidden. So when the pasuk, when it's telling me zarim, it's coming to include not only feast the prescribed measure, let's say, of a kizah, but even hatsi shi'ur would be asur as well. In any event, the Gemara continues, v'hen nikseh kohen. Terumat Bikrim are considered the property of the Kohen. What does that mean, the property of the Kohen? So look at Rashi. Which means if they want to, let's say, use it to make Kiddushin, they can take the Terumat and say, They want to buy real estate with it, they want to buy Abadim with it, no problem, it's considered their assets. They want to buy, let's say, animals that are Tameh, they can as well. When it, ca- when, when, I'll explain it to you. when it comes to ma'asir sheni, you can only use it for eating. You cannot use it for any other type of benefit. And therefore, lady, you cannot use it for kedushin. But you would be allowed to buy a behemat terurah with ma'asir sheni. Because you buy the behemat and you eat it. However, you would not be allowed to buy a behemat temeava with ma'asir sheni. Because what do you do ma'asir temeava? You can't eat it. So we have another stringency that Bikurim and Terumah have over over ma'asir. Comes the Gemara continues. Ve'olin be'echad u'me'ah. Oh, temevater Terumah or Bikurim. Let's say Terumah Bikurim fell into a mixture. So in order to mevater it, it has to fall to a mixture of a hundred. So therefore, altogether you have a hundred and one. So you have a hundred, let's say, uh, non-terumah, and one measure of terumah, so not be considered batel. So we don't go with batel de shishim. By terumah bikurim, it's batel de me'avehad. By terumah bikurim. Masheikim by ma'asir sheni, the law is batel barov. So long as you have majority, good. Had betre, like we say, there will be batel. Last point, ut'onin. Rechitzat yadayim Oh, which is by Tiruman Bikurim You need Rechitzat yadayim You have to wash your hands Before you eat the Tiruman Because we learned in the Gemara That setam yadayim Are considered sheni letum'ah And if the hands are going to touch Tiruman It's going to make the Tiruman a shilishi Same too by Bikurim So therefore you have to make Rechitzat yadayim Before you eat the perot of Tiruman Tosfot comes along and says No that law of Rechitzat Yadam applies to Ma'asir Sheni also. And he brings the crucial to the Gemariyot. He says, what the Gemariyot means, Rechitzat Yadam means over the Inyan Nigi'ah. Which means to touch Tirumah, you have to make the Rechitzat Yadam. But to touch Ma'asir Sheni, you don't have to make the Rechitzat Yadam. But, but to eat Ma'asir Sheni, you would also have to make the Rechitzat Yadam according to Tosafot. And anyway, that's the stringency. Ve'ayrev Shemesh. What is Ve'ayrev Shemesh? You have to wait until sunset to eat the for example, a tibulyom. That's a guy who went to the mikveh, and uh, yes, he, he cannot eat tirumah and bikurim only until the erev shemesh, until it gets dark. But sheikh ma'asir sheni, he's able to eat it even if he is a tibulyom. So what do you see in this Mishnah? It listed all the stringencies that tirumah and bikurim have over ma'asir sheni. So the Gemara says, Hare'elu bitrumah u bikurim. Masha'enken the ma'asir. The imita, but if you're telling me that there's a stringency that what that you're gonna tell me that arel by ma'asir sheni. So therefore give us nitni arel asur bahin mashenkim ma'asir. Watch your list arel also and tell me what? That arel is asur by tirubam bikurim, but mutar by ma'asir sheni. From the fact that it didn't list it must be that it's asur. Which means, if this indeed was another stringency that Tiruman Bikurim have over Maaser, it should have said, Ba'arel. That what? Tiruman Bikurim Asurim Ba'arel, and Maaser Shinim Mutarim Ba'arel. The fact that it didn't say it must be the equal. What does it mean equal? That it's Asur. So we answer our question that Arel is Asur with Maaser Shinim. says, no. Tanavishir. The Mishnah didn't write all the cases, it left out a case. Tanavishir. And what did it leave out? Left out Arel. So really I'll tell you, Arel also is uh, mutar, mebaasir sheni. Oh, but we have a rule. Once the Mishnah leaves out one case, it has to leave out 
a second case as well. Because the Tanah is not going to just leave out one case. To leave out one case, write it. But once already you're telling me that uh, maybe there was two cases that he left out, then okay, you can say he left out. So the Gemara says, what's the other case that he left out in this Mishnah? So it says, Umay Shi'er, De'ai Shi'er. What else did he leave out? He's saying he left out. Arel, Shi'er de Katari Sefa. He left out what's written at the Sefa of this Mishnah. At the end of this Mishnah, it compares Ma'asir and Bikurim against Tirumah. It says Ma'asir Shni and Bikurim have certain stringencies that Tirumah does not have. And what are they? Yesh be Ma'asir and Bikurim, Mashi'en ken be Tirumah. Shem Ma'asir ve Bikurim, Ti'unina ba'at makom. Well, first, Ma'asir and Bikurim, you need to bring it to Yerushalayim. And you have to eat the Ma'asir Shni within the wall of Yerushalayim. Mashi'en be Tirumah. You don't have to eat it in uh, the walls of Yerushalayim. You can even even outside. Ut'unin vidui. It needs a confession. Which means, Maaser Sheni, in the third year of the Maaser cycle, of the Shemitah cycle, a person has to make a confession that he gave all his Maserot to the proper uh, places, and he didn't transgress any Isud with his Maaser, to his confession. As well as when he brings his Bikurim. He also make a, makes a confession in front of the uh, Kohen, it's called Vidui Bikurim. So both need a confession. To there's no confession. The Asur Leonin. And both are Asurim to Oninim. That is, to, that is Bikurim and Maaser. The Rabbi Shimon Matir. Okay, Rabbi Shimon Matir, Maaser and Bikurim for Onin. The Hayavim Bibi'ur. Oh, they are obligated to make biur, which means in the third year, let's say, of the Shemitah cycle, if a person did not give his ma'asir sheni yet, the deen is he has to burn it. But you have a certain limitation until when you can give your ma'asir sheni. Look at Rashi. Ve'chayavim bebi'ur. Bekurimu ma'asir sheni bashana shelishit. In the third year. If he delayed bringing his ma'asir, the first and the second year, and he confesses over there and says, And if he didn't bring it there in time, you have to burn it wherever there. So there's a limit, there's a limit. So therefore, that's another stringency. In that case also, Rabbi Shimon says, there's no deen of bi'ur by bikurim. And we'll see exactly in the Gemara. So Rabbi Shimon argues on two things in this Mishnah, just as a side point. He argues on the deen of onen, which means bikurim is not subject to aninut, which means an onen can eat bikurim. And he argues also that there's no deen of bi'ur by bikurim. He cannot argue on ma'asir shini, because ma'asir shini is bifirush pisukim. That onen is asur, and you have to make a bi'ud. He's only arguing on, is the law of aninut applied to bikurim? Then there's a law of bi'ud applied to bikurim. Oh, so it lists all those cases. Now, tirumah doesn't have any, any of these stringencies. Let's review the stringencies. Tirumah, as I said, can be eaten outside of Yerushalayim, the walls. Uh, tirumah does not have a vidui. Tirumah is permissible to an onen. And Tirumah does not have the subject of Bi'ur. Oh, so you see these are the stringencies. Oh, but it left out one. Actually, it left out two. What did it leave out? Ve'ilu asur leba'er ba'en betum'ah ve'ochlin betum'at atzman loke mashe'enken betum'ah loke tani. What are the two that it left out? Asur leba'er ba'en betum'ah Which means the law is like this. It is forbidden to um, destroy these, uh, let's say, ma'asir sheni. It's a suit to burn it, let's say, when they became tameh, or even if the person himself became tameh, and now you have to, let's say, burn the ma'asir um, sheni, you're not allowed to benefit when you're burning it. Take a simple case, ma'asir sheni became tameh. You can't eat it. So what do you got to do? You got to burn it. The deen is when you're burning, you cannot benefit from this burning. Which means you want to use it to put it on the uh, pot as fuel, you want to use it to heat your house, you cannot. That's a stringency by Maaser and Bikurim, Mashegi Betrumah. The law is by Tirumah that became Tameh. When the Kohen burns it, he's allowed to benefit from it. So that's one item that the Mishnah left out. And there's another item, Ve'ochlin Betumat Atzman Loke. Which means, Tumat Atzman. What is Tumat Atzman? 
Tumat Asmam is not saying that Ma'asir Shini itself became Tamir, but the guy himself is Tahor. So again, the guy is Tahor and the Ma'asir is Tamir. That's called Tumat Asman. The deen is if he eats the Ma'asir, when he's Tahor and the item is Tamir, he gets Malkut. However, that law does not apply by Tirumah. That if he is Tahor and the item, the Tirumah is Tamir and the Kohen eats it, he does not get Malkut in such a case. So that's another two stringencies that you see by Ma'asir, Mash'ikin, Bitrumah. So it says, and it left it out. So just like it left out these two cases, it left in the case of Aril also. And therefore really, I'll tell you that by Tirumah and Bikurim, Aril is Asur, but by Ma'asir, Aril is Mutar. Now comes the Gemara and analyzes Asurim Le'onen. We said in the Mishnah that it is forbidden for an onen to eat ma'asir uh, and is forbidden to have bikurim asurim le'onen on matir Shimon is matir where? by bikurim I repeat again when it says asurim le'onen what does that mean asurim le'onen? ma'asir everybody agrees onen cannot eat it's a beferush pasuk in the Torah lo achatim be'oni Tanakama says even Bikurim is Asur Be'onen And the Bishamon says no Bikurim is Mutar Be'onen So the Gemara says How does he know this? Tikhtiv It says You cannot eat in your gates That's in Yerushalayim Ma'asad de'garecha Betroshcha v'yisarecha Utrumat yadecha It says in the Pasuk over here It's forbidding All these things over here To be eaten uh, If there's Tum'ah let's say And what are the things that the Torah lists? Ma'asir, what type of ma'asir is that? Ma'asir shini. And it also says, Turumat yadecha. What is Turumat yadecha? Ba'amar mor, Turumat yadecha elu bikurim. Also, you see in the same passage that it talks about the laws of ma'asir shini, it talks about the laws of bikurim. Ve'itkish bikurim le ma'asir. So the Torah is making a cash between bikurim and ma'asir. Ma ma'asir asu le'onen, ha bikurim asu le'onen. Very good. The Torah called Bikurim Terumat Yadecha. Therefore, it's compared to Terumah. Ma Terumah Muteret Leonen, a Bikurim Muta Leonen. Now, how do you know that Terumah is Mutar Beonen? If you remember the Pasuk said by Terumah, Vechol Zar Lo Yochal Kodesh. So we said Zarut Amarti Lecha Velo Aninut. So therefore, Terumah Beonen, everybody says is Mutar Beaninut. And everybody says Aninut by Ma'asish means Asur. The Ma'alokan is Dafka by Bikurim. Tanakama makes a case between Ma'asir and Bikurim. Ma'asish means Asur Beaninut. Af Bikurim Asur Beaninut. And Bishwan says, no, it's called Terumat Yadecha. It's compared to Terumah. Ma'onen Mutar Bitrumah. Af onen Mutar Bikurim. Oh, Bihayavim Bibi'ur. So we said as well what? That in the third year, right, if you didn't give your Ma'asirot yet, or you didn't give your Bikurim yet, Tarakama says, you got to burn them, you got to get rid of them. Rabbi Shimon says, no, by Bikurim you don't have to. Again, everybody agrees by Ma'asir Shani, there's a deen of Bi'ur. The Mahalogan is by Bikurim. So what's the Mahalogan based on? Simple. Rabbi Shimon Poter, more Makish or more lo Makish. Question is, do you compare it to Ma'asir or not? Back to that same dress that we just gave. It says the Pasuk by Ma'asir Shani, Utrumat Yadecha. Utrumat Yadecha is Bikurim. So Tarakma says, just like Mahasishni has Bi'ur, so to Bikurim has Bi'ur. According to Rabbi Shimon, no, Trumat Yadecha is Tirumah. There's no Bi'ur by Tirumah, so there's no Bi'ur by Bikurim as well. Now we go to the next point. Now we go to the part that the Mishnah left out, the Shi'ur in the Sefa. The Asur Leba'ir Mehen Bitum'ah. Right? Which means, let's say the, the Mahasishni became Tamer. The Deen is, one is not, or for that matter, um, the Ma'asir Shini or the um, Bikurim, if it became Tamer, it is when you have to burn them, because you got to get rid of them. But why? You cannot benefit at the time of the burning. And if the guy is Tahor and the item is Tamer, he will get Malkut. So Kabbalah says, Minalan, how do you know these two laws? The Tanya, we have a bright Rabbi Shimon Omer. Rabbi Shimon is talking now. Rabbi Arti Mimenu Betameh. says, part of the confession of Ma'asishini is he says, I did not burn it and benefit from it when it was Tameh. 
Now the word betameh can either be talking about his tameh or Yaidim's tameh. So the Gemara says, Ben she'ani tameh vehu taor, Ben she'ani taor vehu tameh, which is regardless. Once already the guy's tameh or Yaidim's tameh, it's asur to burn it uh, and benefit from it. You have to burn it, but you cannot have an ah. So that's where you see the Yisur from the Torah on that. Now, what do you see from this, Dirashad, just at this point? If he is Tahor, and the item is Tameh, obviously you got to burn it, because you can't eat it, so then we burn it. But you also see if the item is Tahor, and he is Tameh, you also have to burn it. You just can't benefit from it, but it's forbidden to eat it. So now we see another law, that it's forbidden to eat Ma'asir Sheni when it's Tahor, and he is Tameh. How did you see that? Implicitly. Because you see from the Torah, it's telling you have to burn it. You just can't benefit from when you're burning it, but you can't eat it. So therefore the Gemara says, Ve'hecha muzar alachilato. Where do you see an azara, meaning a lot ta'aseh? That if a person was, let's say, um, Tahor, and the item is uh, Tameh, or vice versa, how do you know that it's a sufrim to eat? So it says, Eni yodeya. The Mishra says, I don't know. So what do you mean you don't know? What do you think? We have a beferush pasuk in the Torah that if the guy is tameh and he eats uh, maaser, it's asur. How do you know that from? It says nefesh asher tigabo. A guy touches tumah vetameah ad ha'erev velo yochal min hakodashim, and he cannot eat kodashim. That's referring to maaser over there. Ki imra has besaro b'mayim, which means like this. Rabbi Shimon came along and said like this. I don't know where the Isur of the Torah is that if a person is Tameh and he eats Ma'asir, then he gets Malkut. You don't know where that is? How about a Bifirush Pasuk? Where the Torah says if a guy went and touched something and made him Tameh, he cannot eat the Kodashim until the, the night. So therefore, you, you don't know where it is. Beferush. So he says, no, no, this is what he meant to say. Hachi kamebayele. Tum'at atzmo minayin. Which means, how do you know in a case where let's say the item itself is tahor. Sorry, the item itself is tameh. And he is tahor. How do you know there's also an isur? Laafim to eat it. Tamud nomar. So we're going to learn it from here. Torah says it's forbidden to eat Ma'asir Sheni in a state of Tum'ah. Now we continue. We have another pasuk that's talking about Bechor. What is Bechor? What is Bechor? Bechor is an animal, first animal, firstborn. You have to give it to the Kohen. It has Kiddushah. But the law is if the animal, you have to put on the Mizbayah. But if the animal develops, let's say, a blemish, so therefore he's able to redeem it, the Kedushah goes off, and he's able to sit down and eat the Bechor for himself. So the Pasuk says, Which means when they sit down to eat this Bechor that had a blemish and they redeemed it, who can sit down to eat it? The Tameh guy can sit down, and the Tahor guy as well. Like regular meat. Which is what it says, Ya'adab, it means that the Tameh guy and the Tor guy are sitting together. Now let's just speak it out what's going to happen now. You have a Tameh guy and a Tor guy eating this Bechor. The Bechor is Tahor, nothing happened to it, right? You have a Tameh guy, what's going to happen when the Tameh guy touches the Bechor? This thing becomes Tameh. So you have a Tahor guy eating Tameh. Good. That's all. That's my bechor, and it says the word bisharecha in that pasuk, and it says the word bisharecha by maaser sheni. Oh, the kamar rachmana hahu de amri lachatam bisharecha tochelenu hacha lotichul. What I told you by bikurim. Sorry, what I told you by bechor. That it's permissible for you to do, and I use the word b'sharecha. What was the language that I used by Maaser? Lo tuchal lechol b'sharecha. What do you mean lo tuchal? What was permissible here b'sharecha? Lo tuchal lechol b'sharecha over here. Meaning, in a case where let's say you are tahor and the item is tameh, it's asur. You'll get malkut. Repeat again. 
Rabbi Shimon is looking for a source. How do you know that there's malkut when somebody eats ma'asir sheni betumah? So the Gemara says, what do you mean? If he's tameh, it's a befirush pasuk. That the person who eats ma'asir sheni in the state of tumah, that he's going to get the malkut. That's a pasuk. I don't need that. He said, oh, that was my question. In Yudeya, when the guy is tahor, and the items tameh, how do I know malkut? Now you might say, well, it's a befirush pasuk. It's not a befirush pasuk. So how do you get malkut in such a case? So he said, you know what? I'll tell you how. There's a law of bechor. What's the law of bechor? Bechor, bechor is holy. Give it to the Kohen. It develops a blemish. What's the deen now? He doesn't have to put it on the Mizbayah. Now he can sit down. Not only he can sit down. Now let's speak it out. What's going to happen? The way the Torah is telling you, they can eat together. So you have, a, you have the Bechor on the table. You have a Tameh guy and a Tahor guy. Now, the Tahor guy, what is he eating now? He's eating something that's Tameh. Why? Because the Tameh guy is touching it. And that's Mutar by Bechor. It's Mutar. And it says, by the way, in that parasha, Bechor, the word Bish'arech. Good, keep that in mind. Now we have a pasuk of Ma'asir Shini. Lo tuchal le'echol b'sha'arecha. What is that saying? What I was matir you. In the other pasuk that says b'sha'arecha, the way to eat it, I am not matirin you by Ma'asir Shini. And what were they matir by Bechor? They allowed somebody that's tahor to eat the Bechor that's tameh. On that, lo tuchal by ma'asir. That's a lo ta'asir. That if the guy is ta'or and the ma'asir sheni is tameh, he will get malkud. So let's review all these halachot now that came out of this last two halachot. The last two halachot that came out of this Mishnah was, we have two stringencies by ma'asir uh, and bikurim, because we're comparing ma'asir and bikurim. And what are the two stringencies we have? Number one, at a time of uh, Tum'ah, when you have to burn it, you cannot benefit at the time of the burning. Rule. But by Tum'ah, you can benefit. We'll see that now. Second law is that by Tum'ah and by Ma'asir and Bikurim, there is going to be a punishment of Malkut. Whether the guy is Tameh, and ate the ma'asir when it was tahor, which is a bifirush pasuk. Or even if the guy is tahor, and the ma'asir is tameh, he's also going to get malkut. How do you know that from? Bish'arecha, bish'arecha, from bechor. What is mutar by bechor, ken le'echol, Torah says, lo tuchal le'echol bish'arecha by ma'asir shi. So that is the source for that. Comes the Gemara and continues... Oh, now we got to go on the Tirumah side. Tirumah, we're telling us what? You're allowed to benefit from Tirumah at the time that you're burning it. Let's say the Tirumah became Tima'ah. What do you do with it? You can't eat it. you got to burn it. But the deed is you can benefit. How do you know? Minalan, Amar Abu, Amar Abu Hanan. Amar Kiram. Because the Pasuk says... By Ma'asir Shini it says, I did not benefit when I burnt it. Mimenu, from it. Mashma, that's something else you're allowed to burn and benefit. Mimenu iyatam mav'ir. From Ma'asir Shini you don't burn and benefit. But shemen shel For example, you have shemen that was terumah, became tameh. You can't benefit. Meaning, at the time that you're burning, you can use it to light your house, to, 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 to heat your house, to cook your food with it. No problem. So that's the source. Mimenu velo terumah. So the Gemara who said. We told you to talk about Shemesh of Terumah. Maybe it's about Shemesh of Kodesh. Shemesh of a Korban. Shemesh of a Korban. What do you mean of a Korban? With every Korban you bring a Minha. Minha is Kodesh. What's in the Minha? Oil. 
So maybe it's telling me that the oil of a korban that's considered kodesh of the minha, that if it becomes tameh, you'll be allowed to benefit from it at the time of the uh, burning. Who told you to only say terumah? Maybe the person is coming to say mimenu iata nene, avalata nene me shemit shul kodesh shenitma. Come on, what are you talking? Lav kal vahomeru. Uma maaser akal amra torah lo biarti mimenu betameh kodesh hamud lo kol sheken. What are you talking? How can you tell me it should be mutar? If my ma'asishni, which is lenient, which is not so stringent, you tell me you cannot have benefit from it. Kodesh, which is stringent, you can tell me you cannot have benefit? So the Quran wait. What do you mean? So Terumah is the same kava homer. If you tell me that my ma'asishni, I cannot benefit when it's tameh, so I cannot benefit from Terumah when it's tameh. So the Quran says, no. Hakiti mimenu. Mimenu. So the Quran says, umaraita. Once already you have the word mimenu. So mimenu teaches me what? You can't benefit from ma'asishni at the time of the burning. But there's something else that you can. So you had a choice to either matir tirumah or kodesh. Both have a kavahomer working against them. Because I can always say, what do you mean? If ma'asishni is kada, you cannot benefit when you're burning from it. Kodshiken tirumah and kodshiken or kavahomer, kodesh. So why did you come along and be lenient by tirumah and stringent by Kodesh. So the Gemara says, Mistavra Kodesh lo mimaatina. We're not going to be lenient by Kodesh. You know why? Sheken pankax. It has these stringencies. Pe nun kof ayin chav samich. That's six stringencies that Kodesh has over Terumah. What are the six stringencies? Pigul. What is the meaning of Pigul? By Qurban, if the Kohen had a bad thought, what does it mean a bad thought? Let's say to sprinkle it past the time, or to eat it past its allotted time, or to bring it on the Mizbeach past the allotted time. Just the thought of that Kohen makes the animal pigul. Notar. Notar is leftovers. Which means after a certain time, it's forbidden to eat. That animal becomes notar. Qurban, it's called the Qurban. Meaning you're allowed to bring it into the Betta Mekdash, into the area of the Kodesh. Me'ilah. Me'ilah means if let's say somebody bishogeg uh, takes this consecrated uh, Kodesh and uses it, he's over Me'ilah. What does he mean over Me'ilah? He's, uh, he's Hayav. He's Hayav. Karet, what's the case of Karet? Rashi says if somebody eats it bitum'ataguf, let's say somebody's Tameh and eats from a Kodesh Korban, the punishment is what? Karet. The asule onin, and it's also forbidden for an onin to eat kodesh. So let's review quickly the six humrot that uh, kodesh has over terumah. Number one, pigul. Does pigul apply by terumah? No, there's no pigul by terumah. Notar. Terumah doesn't become uh, notar. There's no deadline. Korban. It's not a korban. Meila. There's no meila by terumah. Karet. There's no karet, which means if a person that's tameh eats the terumah, he's not punished by karet. So therefore, since it has all these stringencies, I'll add another stringency. That when you burn the Kodesh, when you burn the Kodesh, you're not going to be allowed to benefit from it. So the Gemara says, Adraba, on the contrary, stringencies. What are the stringencies that Terumah has over Kodesh? Mahpaz. Mita. What is mita? So that she says, if somebody eats betumat aguf teruma, he's chayav mita bide shamayim. The pasuk says umetu bo ki yahalilu. So you see, one stringency it has is what mita bide shamayim. If somebody eats it, the chomesh. What does chomesh mean? So that she tells us lezara ochlab b'shogeg. Which is if a zar eats teruma b'shogeg. He has to pay not only the principal, he has to pay a homish. Now, this law applies always, as she says, le'olam. Masha'enkim by Kodesh, even though if a person, let's say, eats Kodesh, he does have to pay a homish, but it's not le'olam. By Kodesh, you only have to pay the homish so long as the meat did not go on the Mizbayah yet. But once the meat goes on the Mizbayah and Kohanim are allowed to eat, there's no deen of Homish. So there's a stringency. Turumah's law of Homish applies always. Masha'ika by Kurbanot, the law of Homish only applies until it becomes mutar 
Fakwanim. Once it becomes mutaf fakwanim, there's no deen of homage. So you see what? Another stringency. Ve'en la pidyon. That's right. Terumah, you can't redeem it. You cannot take the kiddushah off a terumah and put it somewhere else. But on a korban, until a certain point, you're allowed to make a pidyon. Correct? Last point, vasura lezarim. Terumah, a non-coin can never eat terumah. Can a non-coin eat korban? Yes, korban shalamim. A regular korban shalamim, who eats it? The owners. So therefore you see what? If you're looking for stringencies, Turumah also has stringencies. So therefore you should say that Turumah has stringencies, and therefore when the Pasuk says, Mimenu by Maser Shini, I'll say that Maser Shini, you're not allowed to have benefit. And I'll say, you know what? Turumah also you're not allowed to have benefit. Because it has these stringencies. So the Kabbalah says, wait, count them up. Hanach Nefishan. It's six against four. Which means the pankas against the mahpas. So therefore, since Kodesh has six stringencies, where Turumah only has four, it's more mistaber to say. If I'm going to say one should be strict, what should be strict? Kodesh. And therefore I'll say like this, when the Pasuk writes by Maasishini, Mimenu, I'll say by me, by Maasishini, and by Higdesh, because it's, it's Kodesh, it's strict. When you have to burn it because it's Tameh, you cannot benefit. Masha'inkin by Tirumah, that doesn't have so much stringency, so I can believe that at the time of the burning it, you could benefit. That's the Alaka. That when the Kohen's burning Tirumah, he's permissible to benefit. Comes the Gemara gives one more answer. I'll give you another answer. Karet Adifa. According to this, don't count them up. I don't, it's not, you really have to get to the six against four. Once already you find by Kodesh, that there is a karet punishment. Where do we see the karet punishment? In a case where somebody eats it betumata goof. It's karet. by If somebody eats it betumata goof, it's mitabi de Once already you see Kodesh has in its laws a karet factor, automatically. I don't, which means even if it wouldn't have so many stringencies. Since one of the stringencies karet that already puts it over the top against uh, Maser, and therefore against Teruma, and therefore we're going to be strict by Kodesh, and we can be lenient by Teruma. So let's just review the conclusion of this Gemara. The Gemara concludes and says that Teruma has a leniency over Bikurim and Maser. Whereas Maaser and Bikurim, if a person has them in a state of Tum'ah, he has to burn them. And at the time of the burning, he cannot derive any pleasure from it. Mashenkin Bitumah, he is able to derive pleasure from it. Baruch Amen.